welcome to the Kindled Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Williams. The Kindled Podcast is focused on helping moms use their gifts for God's glory and their good. We'll chat with real women who are learning how to do this very thing as they navigate motherhood, work, and the grace we need for both. This heart-to-heart is always had over a cup of coffee and usually paired with a business pep talk. We hope you'll find practical advice and the encouragement you need to work well and live more. Hello and welcome to episode four of the Kindled Podcast. Today, I want to share a story from my past and kind of what helped me get started as an entrepreneur. It's actually the story of how I started the the Yellow Peony, my first business. And that business is a bridal accessories business. So we do hair vines, sashes, flower fascinators, veils, um, kind of anything that you could wear as an accessory on your wedding day. So I love hearing business startup stories because they're never as glamorous as you think they're going to be or that they could be. And they really show just the heart of an entrepreneur in all of the hours and days and months and years that often go into building something. The Yellow Peony was actually birthed out of my own wedding. And as I was planning my wedding, I knew I wanted my bridesmaids to have like a hair accessory. And so I started scouring the internet and looking all around for something that I could afford. Now at the time I was living in DC, um, with a roommate and, you know, on my own starting salary, it was my very first job out of college. So I was not making a ton and living in Rockville, Maryland, right on the edge of Bethesda, which is like 20 minutes from the center of DC. So it was not a cheap place to live. And I knew that I wasn't going to be able to really afford what I wanted because I have very expensive taste. I knew what I wanted. I knew what I liked. And so I started just kind of like, oh gosh, I don't want this to look crappy. I want this to look really good. So I like decided I would just go to Hobby Lobby and check out what they had in terms of flowers and see if there was something I could like spruce up and make it look nicer and better. So I went and I bought their white silk peonies from their silk flower section and decided that would be my base for creating my flower fascinators for my bridesmaid's hair. So along with that, I bought like a a $3.99 container of fake pearls and crystals like just little beads basically from the craft section for kids or something to make jewelry. And so that was going to be what I like accented the flowers with. And then I also got some white ostrich feathers. So I took that home and tore them apart, learned how those flowers were constructed. If you've ever torn apart a silk flower, you know that at its core is this little plastic stamen. Well, I wasn't going to have plastic in my bridesmaid's hair. So I ripped all the petals off the stamen, re-sewed them together Um, by hand, adding little pearls and crystals, all fake. And just from that little box, um, adding, you know, on the back, this white ostrich feather to kind of like stick out behind the flower to give it some dimension. And then I sewed this little alligator clip to some felt and hot glued the circle of felt to the back of the flower. And I was like, wow, these are actually really cute. I mean, chintzy, but cute. And so, but that was the, that was good enough. They were, they were good. I liked them. So fast forward a few months, we get married in June and my friend in DC 
is getting married in July. And as soon as we got back from our honeymoon, she asked me if I would make her bridesmaid some accessories. So I got a little smarter and realized that I would be able to get more feathers for less if I ordered in bulk online. And in that process, I discovered Etsy. Now, I had heard of Etsy in college, but it was not really as mainstream as it is now. Like at the time, you still had to ask someone, have you heard of Etsy? So um, so I agreed to make this girl's flower um, or like feather fascinators for her bridesmaids, which I was one of them. And after I made them, I took pictures, like really nice photos on a white backdrop. So I knew, you know, if I, if somebody wanted to see what they look like that I had photos and just a side note about me, like I'm always kind of thinking on that entrepreneurial level. So I think somewhere in my mind as like, you know, as I realized this was obviously six years ago, so I'm trying to like dig back there, but, um, you know, when she asked me to make these for her, I was making a starting salary just out of school in DC where like starting salaries are low because there's a lot of people trying to get a start. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I can make, I can make these at night when I get home from work and I can make a little extra money. This is so fun. This is amazing. And so I think, you know, instantly I realized there was an opportunity here. Didn't really know how I was going to do it or what I was going to do, but I figured if I can do this once, I can do it again. So I'm going to take pictures. Um, so after I did that, I took those photos and created a seller's account on Etsy and uploaded the photos, created products, gave them a name, gave them a price. And I named my shop the Yellow Peony because my bridesmaids had worn yellow and peonies are my favorite flower as well as like the silk flowers that I made for my bridesmaids in their hair. So that, you know, just that's where the name came from. So I listed those two items on Etsy and they sat there for a few days. I'm not sure how many, maybe, maybe a week or two, but eventually the one that I had made for my friend sold and I didn't have that anymore. Cause it was just a photo, you know, I didn't actually have the product. And so that was huge, like a light bulb moment, like I, this is real. I, I just made money and I think I like listed them for around $20 or something, but I just made money selling something that I don't even have. And so of course, then I went and ordered more materials and, you know, started, started making them. So, um, and on Etsy, it only costs 20 cents to list a product or to relist a product once it sells. So it's really low barrier to entry if you're selling. That was really fun. And then I, you know, the wheels started turning and, that girl had, had gotten me connected to a local hairdresser in DC who was very in with the right circles. And as I had grown my inventory to include other colors and styles, I met with her and, you know, she said like, I really think these would sell like hotcakes. These are just going to sell like hotcakes. And I met with her and brought my little box of items to her house in Alexandria, Virginia. And she picked out a few that she wanted to buy and that she thought her brides would like with their style and taste. And she was going to offer them to her brides during their hair appointments and she would mark them up and then make, you know, money. So I didn't realize it, but at the, at the time, but I had just gotten my first wholesale customer. So from there, I just kept growing my inventory really slowly. And I mean, you know, the next thing that sold on Etsy was like the flower that I had made for my bridesmaids and somebody wanted five or six. So that gave me enough cash to go buy those materials to make them and then some new materials to make a new style. 
And so from there, I just kept taking the money that I made and reinvesting it into the business. I wasn't spending the money. I was just reinvesting it to grow my product offering because I saw this as a way to like make some extra money after work and kind of be creative. So I started receiving messages from brides on Etsy asking me for custom orders. And again, I hadn't even thought of offering this because what I was doing was going and saying, okay, what's the next like line I'm going to come out with? Or, you know, I wasn't even saying line, but what's the next product? What's the, you know, it's going to be a blue flower with white feathers and like a diamond center or rhinestone button, button center or something. And so I didn't know if anybody would like this thing, but so I had to go and invest time and materials to make these products and buy the materials and then not know if anybody liked it or would buy it. And so when I got my first custom order request, I was like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, this is great. I don't have to buy all the materials ahead of time and front all these costs for 20 flowers or whatever. I can just say I do custom and then buy as much as I need for that order. Again, like I was not thinking very proactively here. I was just kind of like letting it happen and, oh yeah, that's, that's a great idea. Um, so by this point I discovered I could go to Joanne's and buy the fabric by the yard and then, I discovered that if I cut the petals and then burned them with a little flame, like over a candle, the edges of the petals would curl in, which is what made the Hobby Lobby flower petals look so realistic because they're actually synthetic. So they are partially plastic and synthetic fibers melt. They don't burn well, they do burn, but they actually melt into a plastic edge. So it not only was like causing the petals to curl and look real, but it was finishing the edges so that they wouldn't fray. So anyways, my products are just brand new, like not refined at all. I didn't know what I was doing. And at this point, I just want to say every entrepreneur has some period of time where they are totally faking it. And I don't even care if you went to Harvard Business School. For the first five minutes you're in business, until you make that first sale, you are faking it. Even maybe until you actually fulfill that first order. Because you don't know. I mean, yes, maybe you you could argue with me that you can pre-sell a product and all this stuff now. But you just don't know that what you're doing is going to be received well or that someone is going to buy what you're offering or love what you actually ship them until it's all done until that transaction is complete. And even then they might love it. And then like, say it falls apart and you have to take it back and fix it. You've just never done this before. So, and at the time I was working full time during the day. So it was just really a labor of love. And, you know, I didn't necessarily think it was going to become like a full-time thing at all. At this point of the show, I just want to take a quick break and ask that if you are loving it and enjoying these episodes, if you would take a minute, pause where you're at in the show and in your app, if you would leave me a rating and review on the show, that would just be so great. And I would really appreciate it because ratings and reviews are one of the main ways that people can find podcasts by the recommendation and referral of other listeners. So it means a lot for you to do that. So thank you so much. So at this point of the story, um, I would just like to bring in a very special guest, surprise guest, in fact, who I think can add just some local flavor to this story and just really a, a unique perspective on what was going on at this time in our lives being that we were newly married. So if you haven't already guessed that 
guest is Joey Williams. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for coming upstairs from the garage to be here. You're so, welcome. So, Joey, um, yeah, so I just told my story, which you haven't listened to, about how this all started with the yellow peony. But I was there. You were there, so I guess you know. Uh-huh. Um, what were you thinking at the time? What What was it like? What was it like having your wife going to Joanne's, like, the week after you got back from your honeymoon and buying all these materials and saying, like, I'm going to list this on Etsy or whatever? Uh, I didn't have any idea what Etsy was at the time. So I was like, yeah, that's cool. What is this that you're doing? Um, but I figured it was inevitable because you come from a long line of entrepreneurs. So, uh, I knew that it was going to happen in one, one capability or another. And at that time we were pretty broke. So (laughs) any amount of money that could be made outside of working hours was a plus. However, if you had listened to my story, you would know that I said I didn't put any of the money back into our account at the time. I was pouring all those resources back into the business. Yeah, but I you did, were okay I with did, that? I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> but so, but I mean, really, you did. You had to have known. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is going well. Yeah. So then Joey and I decided two months after we got married and we're living in D.C. um, that we wanted to move back to the Midwest and be closer to my family and his family because he's from Denver. And although we had planned the entire wedding for seven months from the East Coast, yeah, we just decided to do that in August. So we made that move, got back. We started running a house and... I, we had like, I think it was a three bedroom house. Yeah. And so one of the bedrooms I turned into like my craft studio or my craft room. I had a desk and some mason jars with feathers and petals that I was like using to make flowers with. And at this point I had grown my, you know, maybe product listings to like 10 to 20 products or something. And then was taking custom orders and started really getting busy and making every single thing by hand, every single order that came through. I was hand sewing it, you know, first of all, going and buying the fabric, cutting the petals, burning them, sewing them together, adding the embellishments. Like it was a lot, a lot. Like the production. Yeah. And so I would like, I remember coming in, bringing all my materials out and setting them on a towel on a pillow in the living room and in the evenings. And (laughs) I would like make flowers while we were watching a show in the evenings after we had gotten home from work or whatever. And, That was just kind of our life for a while. So what was it like as it began to kind of grow into something a little bigger or a little more time intensive? What was that like for you? Um, That's an interesting question. Uh, It was good. I think that there was always a part of me that, um, that knew that you would do something on your own. Uh, you are just that way. That's kind of how you were created. Um, creatively, um, in your spirit, you uh, don't want to work for anybody and you want to make your own way, which is great. And that's one of the, one of the things I love about you. Um, so I, I loved it. I loved the fact that you were doing something that brought you life. Uh, that you were doing something that you were passionate about uh, and you were doing something that that could ultimately um, 
and would ultimately lead to you being able to stay at home with our kids. We didn't have kids at the time, but that was something that I thought of is, hey, if if uh, a small business owner sets their own schedule, they don't have a boss, so she can uh, really be flexible for when we have kids. She can she can stay home and, and be with them because that's something that I've always wanted uh, for my family. And there you have it. That is how the Yellow Peony got started. So I took you from the beginning all the way up till I'm sitting in our rental house back in Kansas City, you know, fulfilling these orders by hand, one by one. And that's when it started to get a little crazy. So that's going to have to be on another episode. But I am so glad that you joined me today for this story and this kind of blast from the past. And I'm sorry if I went into too much detail on anything and bored you to tears. But I always find myself wondering like about the exact specifics of other people's stories. So I tried not to leave anything out. And I will see you next time on Kindled. If you want to connect with us further, you can find us online at kindledpodcast.com and also on Instagram at kindledpodcast and on Facebook at the same. 